Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Today's movie is Deadstream, available exclusively on Shudder. But before we go into that whole spiel, it's our 10th episode, everyone. Let's party, Corey. Trying to tell me we've recorded 10 of these? This is officially our 10th episode. So 10 episodes and we don't hate each other yet. No, not yet. I'm surprised. I mean, I only hate you a little bit, but not a full lot. Yo, I was surprised at how long we've actually known each other. And I saw that photo that your brother shared today of us at a show like eight years ago. Oh my God. It's crazy how much time goes by because it doesn't feel like I've known you for like a decade at this point, right? Yeah, it's been at least that or more. That or more. It just, it happens so fast, but hey, that's great. That means we're good friends. You know, if we can still be friends after all these years, I know I'm fortunate. Yeah, I'm glad that we get to do this every week, man. Like I was saying earlier, like I get to hang out with one of my best friends every week and review things that we love. And I consider myself very fortunate that we get to do this every week. So I'm glad that you finally agreed to do this. I'm glad I agreed to do this too, because I always thought it'd be a cool idea to do a podcast. And especially with one of my best friends, what's not the love? Yeah, we're having fun and uh, it's going great. People are listening to us. We're not canceled. Let's keep it going. I was fully expecting to be canceled on the first episode. But we're still here, still weird. We're enjoying horror. Let's have some fun. It's been what, like seven episodes of us talking about dead kids? Oh my God, so many dead. And we're still talking about dead kids. But there's none in this movie, so. There are none. Oh, no, no, there are. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but this one is like not at fault of the movie itself. It's a whole different ballgame, but we're going to touch base on all that. Today's movie is Deadstream, available exclusively on Shudder. I highly recommend getting Shutter. It's a really cool horror streaming service. It's like $3 a month if you break it down when you buy for the year. That's a cup of coffee a month, if that. I mean, fuck, you get two donuts now and it's three fifty. Cup of coffee a month on what fucking planet? Starbucks. Planet Starbucks. $3. All I got to do is spend $3 and I get a cup of coffee from Starbucks multiple times in a month? No, that's not true. <laughs> because like, that's $3 is... I was going to say $3 doesn't even want to buy me one at Starbucks. Oh, God, no. No, you go to Starbucks and you're getting a $7 fucking drink. I've spent $11 on one drink there before. Well, what the hell? What drink was that? I don't know. It was obnoxious. I decided to get fucking risky that day on my coffee. And typically I drink black coffee. Yeah. There's yeah, so many get- options at Starbucks. I decided to try something different. And uh, yeah, it cost me $11. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got a little risque there. Yep. Oh, my. Okay, so... Enough about coffee. Once again, today's movie is called Deadstream, exclusively from Shudder. It's about a disgraced internet personality who attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night alone in a haunted house. But when he accidentally pisses off a vengeful spirit, his big comeback event becomes a real-time fight for his life. 
The movie is written and directed by Joseph Winter and Vanessa Winter, husband and wife duo, if you will, starring Joseph Winter, who is Sean Ruddy, and Melanie Stone as Chrissy. Like I said, it's exclusive to Shudder. Go check it out. If you don't have Shudder, just pay for the year. I think it cost me like 36 bucks or something. I don't know. It's cheap. 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Deadstream? So second week in a row, we've actually going to be talking about a found footage film. Did oh, you know you're that? right. It didn't even dawn on me, but yeah, you're right. Hey, I'm all about found footage films, but yeah, I'm like, I like it. So I love this movie a lot. I typically, when I, when I watched the trailer, I really didn't want to watch it. It just looked kind of corny and trashy and something I might end up skipping, but it was a Friday night and I had some time to kill. So I threw this on and I'm glad I did. A hell of an hour and a half. And you know, like you said it to me, you said, Steve, you should check out Deadstream. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll check it out. Why not? I think it was actually the first movie I watched with my girlfriend, and we laughed our asses off with this movie. Great movie. It's borderline more comedy than it is horror. It reminds me a lot of like Evil Dead type style, but we're going to get into all that, the comparisons and such. But I thought it was great. I'm glad you recommended it to me because it's a fun watch. It's great. You know, it's another found footage type genre, but they mold in the kind of how things are now with your Twitch streaming, YouTube streaming, things like that. It's all based around that. It's all based around a social media influencer who streams to his audience. What he does is he's considered the world's biggest wuss, or that's what he proclaims himself as. But he does all these stunts that put himself in situations where he's combating his fears and what happened was the reason why he's disgraced is because a lot of these stunts he was doing were things that were deemed insensitive, whether they're racist or insensitive toward whoever or someone getting like injured or whatever. It's a lot of kind of just bad publicity on his behalf and he's lost sponsors, he's been canceled, all that stuff. So he's trying to come back and that's why he's combating one of his biggest fears is being in a house with ghosts or specifically ghosts. That's one of his biggest fears. So, so I loved how it opened because it explained all of this right from the beginning. Like it was just an ad basically of him talking about all the things he's done and why people hate him. Like he starts calling himself a piece of trash and he does this stunt where he hides in the trunk of a car and has someone smuggle him across the border <laughs> to Mexico. <laughs> And then he did one, it was called the Baby Moses Challenge or something, where he floated down a river in a tube. That's what we mean. He does all these insensitive things where he didn't think it was a bad idea. His publicist said you should probably apologize for all the stuff that you've done. It caused him to get canceled, those kind of weird acts. Sometimes these social media influences, they do these things where they can potentially tarnish their image by just like doing stupid stunts. For instance, Logan Paul went to Japan and basically raised hell. He went to, what is it, the suicide forest or something and filmed people like killing themselves and shared it on his like, YouTube, shit like that. So these social media influencers, they do these things and they sometimes I feel like they don't realize their actions are worse than what they think they're doing. Is that how that dickhead got popular? Seriously, I don't know. Oh, he got popular from Vine. Okay. Yeah, so he started off in Vine, switched over to YouTube, and now he's wrestling for WWE. <laughs> And his brother's boxing and losing now, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, we live in interesting uh, time at the moment with Logan. Went from Paul. rigging fights in Vegas to losing to a real yeah, boxer. Yeah, exactly. But Logan Paul, I will say this, he's actually a pretty decent wrestler. 
like every match that he's been in has actually been pretty okay. Yeah, he's really good. I love the uh, spot he did with Ricochet in the Royal Rumble where they jumped across the ring. Awesome. Phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, he's a good athlete. I like to give credit where credit's due, and I believe credit is due there. He's done some great stuff. The match he had with Roman Reigns was fantastic, which is funny because we can talk a little bit about wrestling because we're part of the Shining Wizards Network, who have a lot of wrestling podcasts on there along with others, but we're that podcast that bridges gaps. We're horror, but we like wrestling too. And we're not horrible. We're not horrible. So (laughs) when Sean decides to go, let's get back to the movie for like just for like five minutes and then we can talk about porridge or something. Exactly. Exactly. Um, We'll get to the porridge stuff later. So he gets to the house and decides that he's going to make it so he can't leave no matter how scared he gets. The spark plugs in his car, he takes them out and throws them into the woods. Fucking yeeted those things straight into the woods. I legit don't know much about cars, so flame me all you want. Is that like a necessity for a car to start? Yes. Okay. That's that's how to ignite the engine is with starting. <laughs> okay. Well, he could have just like cut something, I guess. He could have just like. But how's he going to fucking leave when he's done with it? Exactly. Now he has to go through the freaking woods and find spark plugs in the dead of night. That's not going to happen. I don't care how like good you are. Good luck finding two freaking spark plugs that you just tucked straight into the woods. And they're probably broken on trees and shit. So you ain't getting anywhere. He could have just taken an Uber. Right? What the fuck? Or ridden his bicycle. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he had plenty of options on how to get there. But instead, he decided to do the shock factor, which is understandable. Social media influencers will do that stuff. They'll do those things to show how extreme a situation is. So he fucking yeeted his spark plugs into the woods. But what I love next, though, is when he did get inside... And he's trying to pry the boards off the door. He gets inside. He locks the door and puts the keys down a drain pipe. Once again, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, okay, you're going to the bit extremes here, but you need to at least get out of the house. Yeah, he didn't know at that time that there was going to be that hole in one of the bedrooms upstairs that he could climb out and break his leg out of. Yeah, he had no idea. He would have been locked in there and then be like, oh, shit, I have to figure out a way to get out. I have to break a window or something like that. So... Dude, one of the funniest things to me in this whole movie was when Sean would scream. Oh, it's so good. He did it so many times, too, because he was he's a little bitch. I mean, he is a, the world's biggest wuss. Exactly. Those screams like or yells, they're just yells because screams. I don't know when I think screams, I think of heavy metal. But his yells had me dying like I was in stitches because they're so unique sounding. It's hilarious. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Like so this this is why I'm saying this is like it kind of bridges the gap between comedy and horror. It's almost more comedy than it is horror, but there's a lot of horror elements to it, obviously. And that's why I'd be on Shutter. But he had those yells, man, and I was just laughing my ass off. He's just he's so animated. And you know what? Speaking of animated, one of my favorite things about this movie is because it's a live stream and it's like you're watching Twitch. And you know how on Twitch people will have like chat room, not chat rooms, I'm sorry. They'll have the chat messages on top of their stream. Like I used to do that. I would have the chat messages on top of my stream. You've seen that before, right? For sure. For sure. Okay. I figured we all have at least at some point. And so the funny part is people like commenting on the live stream. And half the time I'm reading the comments because it's so absurd. And he's referencing to those comments. And I'm thinking to myself, did he write all those comments and know that in the script he's going to have to mention that specific one well not only that he's arguing with some of the people that are saying shit yeah and if you really think about it it's pretty impressive because you're arguing with yourself essentially 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk to the guy that wrote it or what's yeah, his Joseph face? Winter. Joseph Winter. Winter and uh, ask him what he like, how he came upon doing it that way. You know what? I like that idea. I think we should hit him up. Well, hopefully he listens to this episode and maybe we can. Yeah. You know, I was almost going to say I should hit up Sean Winter. And then I realized I was just combining his last name with his first character's name. Yeah, you did that. Yes, I did. Yeah. But I think we should hit up Joseph. See what he thinks. Maybe we can interview him. Maybe we can do a special episode of an interview with Joseph Winter. I think we can make it happen. Especially after what we're going to talk about today. Because this movie was quite entertaining. You know what I'd love to like... His whole streaming setup is like absurd. He had GoPros all over the place. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, can I just have one? I'm like, is shit. It, right? He, he, he set one up and like what? He had one on his shoulder. He had one on his head. He had, and then he set one up in every bedroom of the house. Then he yep. had one in a safe room too that he ended up setting up. The safe room was hilarious. But yeah, it's crazy. He has so many of those things and they're not cheap. Clearly he invested money into that stuff and or his sponsors, quote end quote, invested money into this. But he had so many of those fucking things and it was a solid setup. Like I would love to watch a streamer who had a freaking camera set up like that. They could just keep flipping back and forth between things. That's some big brother shit though. Yeah. Like you said, he had every single one of them was labeled. So he has like iPad or whatever, and he could just tap into one room. That's the first time he saw a ghost too, was when one of the Twitch people was watching and called it out on one of the cameras. Yeah. And saw that shadow walking through the hallway. And he didn't believe it at first until he watched it back. And then he screamed yeah. again. Didn't he scream and bolt it like to, uh, to the safe room? As he sets up his safe room, this, this room he finds, and he's watching all this camera footage. Again, that girl walks up to the door. You see the shadow or the ghost or whatever, walking up to the door. And then the next scene is Chrissy appearing. Yep. And, uh, oh God, the audience loved Chrissy. They were saying all sorts of weird things like Chrissy's hot and blah, blah, blah. And Chrissy just showed up because she was picking up on the clues that Sean was pointing out for where he was and stuff. So she supposedly showed up based on what he was describing and got her way into the house. And now the audience wants her to be a part of it. So... They do a poll. She's voted in as, yes, yeah, she can stick around and help. So the two of them, they start going on their little adventure in the house. Not to be a downer on this, but like when Chrissy showed up, the second she showed up, I was like, that's Mildred. Good call. Because, because the house was locked. There's no way that she's getting in. You know, that's true. That camera he had in the other room, it clearly showed like the silhouette of a ghost walking towards that room. And then the next thing you know, Chrissy's there. Oh, did it? Okay, so I guess I didn't really notice that. Sometimes I don't notice those little things. I mean, this is the second time I watched it, but if I watch it again, maybe I would probably notice it. Like when they were going through the house and she knew exactly where to go, you know, that secret room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knew exactly where it was. Yeah. And then they went to the basement and he found like a chest with some of Mildred's things in it, including a, what, a journal and that piece of paper that basically had the ritual to... To banish the ghost. And also there was a dead animal down there. So naturally when he saw the dead animal, he ran. I, I love the comment in the chat on that one. They were like, that was a fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, yeah. The comments on the screen for the movie were just hysterical. And then his thing started getting a little crazy because Chrissy says to him that they should sit down and go and use the Ouija board that they have. Of course, anytime you break out a Ouija board in a freaking ghost movie, it's going to be a bad time. Every single time. Without fail, I am and never he, touching one of those. And he's things. doing it with a ghost. 
Yeah, and he's doing it with a ghost that he doesn't know is a ghost. So yeah, they come up the stairs and he's got Mildred's diary or journal, whatever. And then he's got like this piece of paper, like you said. And so they decide to do a seance, of course. Not only do a seance, but he had this little spinning wheel thing where you can actually flick the wheel and it chooses what he's supposed to do. So it's like on the line between seance and Ouija board or something like that. And then what happened was Chrissy said, this is what you should say when we're doing the seance. And it was like something in a different language. And he goes, I don't say things in different languages. <laughs> what was the, what was the wheel called? It had a name, like wheel of stupid stuff to do or something. Yeah, it was something like that. It was something silly. It was funny. He only used it twice, but it was great because that's the fan interaction. Let's go to the wheel. And he would spin the wheel and you'd have to do something. And what I didn't mention before, though, is that there was a Hamsa in the closet. And this Hamsa was to keep spirits away. So he messed with that. And the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. And he fucked around by touching a Hamsa and dropping it on the ground. And supposedly Hamza is supposed to guard you from evil spirits. And so now that the Hamza is down, him and Chrissy, they're doing the seance. He's saying things in Latin or something. And then what happens is Chrissy turns into a ghost or turns into the real form, which is Mildred. Yep. And then gets, gets shot in a chokehold and somehow slams her finger up his nose. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, God. I cringed so hard when he reached up there and pulled the broken fingernail out and he's just Ugh. bleeding everywhere. Oh my God. Oh, that's so gnarly. Like just, yeah, he's pulling out the fingernail. I'm like, it's just like, oh God, I don't like the... he, There was like multiple nose things happening in this movie. Like he had his nose picked twice. Wait, twice or three times? I remember it happening here and like once again at the end of the movie. Yeah, right before the... Uh, the waterboarding, we'll call it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we'll go, yeah, we'll get into it too. So he kills Chrissy. Actually, I think at that point, she's still Chrissy, but she's possessed. So she's on his back. She's sticking his finger, her finger up his nose, and he grabs something from the wall and stabs her in the neck. So naturally, she's dead. He runs into the safe room. He's telling everyone on his stream that to call the cops and that he's killed someone and blah, blah, blah. And he goes back outside and Chrissy's gone. And I think that's when we really determined like, okay, Chrissy is Mildred. Yeah. Because all that's out on the, there's just a puddle of blood on the floor when he leaves the room. Exactly. So just a puddle of blood. And now he's freaking out again. He spends some more time in the safe room. The crowd that's watching him is egging him on to go outside to investigate and see what's happening. So he's looking at his cameras. He's trying to see, like what's happening. He sees like the ghost of Mildred and I think he ends up jumping out the window. Yeah. He went upstairs and like jumped out the, I don't know if it was a window or just like a rotted hole in the side of the house, but he jumps out, it hits the ground and somehow breaks his leg or gets a big gash in it. And did it, did you notice that he pulled out his little first aid kit and he fucking put sanitizer in his wound or hand sanitizer? <laughs> and then he screams again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he puts, um, oh, but not only that, not only that, but every time he got a wound, he put duct tape on it. So, like, when Chrissy scratched his neck, he put duct tape on his neck. And naturally, when he fell out the, I think it was a window, when he fell out the window and he basically broke his leg, 
he started wrapping it with duct tape after putting the hand sanitizer on it, of course. Yeah, he had what is a hand sanitizer on a Q-tip. He like dabbed it. He wasted so much of it. He just poured it upside down and dumped like so much of it and then put it on the Q-tip. So he does that and then like duct tapes his leg and then he starts walking through the woods because he wants to find those fucking spark plugs that he heated into the forest. So yeah, and then miraculously a sheriff shows up and we're thinking that someone from the chat called the cops and the sheriff showed up. Turns out though, sheriff is there and he doesn't have his car or nothing. It's just another ghost that's presenting himself to Sean. Yep. And then Sean starts running. Wait, did he hit the cop or did he just start running? He got scared because he said the cop didn't have a car. Like, oh, yeah, no he got car. scared. Yeah, and then the cop tried to, like, attack him or whatever. And, like, he jumps into his car and the cop's trying to get in. Windows are up and everything. And he sets up another little camera shot, like, on a stick. No, it was, he, a, it was a fucking Slim Jim. A Slim Jim. This, and even better, a Slim Jim. He puts his camera on a Slim Jim so he could see what's happening like oh. outside because he couldn't see around certain angles. Oh, so, yeah. And he grabs an ice scraper so he can defend himself from the ghosts. <laughs> the fucking ice scraper. Oh, that was so damn funny. And then he's and, like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then he starts digging through the rubbish in his car and he finds a, was it a potato launcher? Yes, a potato launcher. And he puts something in it to protect himself, obviously. And like the sheriff gets in the car as he's kind of backing out of the car. He shoots the sheriff in the chest with what he loaded. Is an action figure. Oh, is an action figure? Yeah. Okay. He put an action figure in the potato gun and shot the sheriff through the chest. And now the zombie sheriff is just slowly sliding down the potato gun. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So then Sean jumps out of the car and runs back into the house. How did he get back in the house if the door was locked? I don't remember right now. Oh, fuck. You're right. Obviously, he didn't climb up the window. That's for damn sure. I think there was... Oh, wait. No, there was another opening in a window. I think he crashed his way in through a window and got back into the house that way. Okay. All right. So then he runs back into the house and he ends up getting into it with Mildred again. Mm -hmm. Mildred knocks his ass on the ground and grabs a bucket, <laughs> a bucket that Sean had pissed in earlier in the movie. Yeah. Then puts a, a what, a face cloth over his head, and he, she starts waterboarding him with a piss. <laughs> it's, it's both with hilarious and disgusting. <laughs> with his own piss. It's both hilarious and disgusting. And, like, the gross part, too, is obviously he's playing into it for the movie, but as you see the piss getting into his mouth, he's borderline gargling it. Because he's screaming. <laughs> he's gargling his own piss. Gargling his own piss. And like, you see the fucking piss bubbles and everything like that. It's, it's, it's fucking gross. It's so gross, but hilarious at the same time. So yeah, she's piss waterboarding Sean. And obviously he manages to break free, get the hell out of there. And this is when we start getting more towards the end. Uh, but there is one part that I wanted to talk about that I thought was hysterical. Was he was in the closet trying to hide from Chrissy. Or Mildred. I'm going to go with Mildred from now on because Chrissy's now Mildred. Hiding from Mildred and he's got a blanket over him like a blanket is going to guard him or like, you know, save him from any sort of ghosts. And all of a sudden he hears a rumbling and Mildred bites him in the dick. <laughs> Two episodes where something happens with a dick. Oh, God. We've, in a row. 
And, oh, wow. Yeah, like you're right. Pick a topic and just keep talking about it. Yeah, that's how we connect these episodes together. We either talk about dead children or dicks getting uh, injured. <laughs> yep. <laughs> injured is putting it lightly. But yeah, so she bit him and he's like freaking out, trying to like hit her and throw things at her. And he gets the hell out of there. Yeah, in uh, Sean fashion, running with his high-pitched yell. Great stuff. So now we're getting close towards the end of the movie. And the end of the movie, it calls for a sacrifice of flesh in order to get the spirits away and get uh, like Mildred away and things like that. And he decides to cut off his own finger. How did he know that? Because obviously Mildred's finger, like they fought and Mildred's fingers rolling around on the ground there. And then he's like, oh, I need to cut my own finger off to end this. I think it was actually in the journal, like it had to do with something like a sacrifice of flesh. So he knew to do that. But so he cut off his own finger as a sacrifice of flesh. And then Mildred's gone and you think he's safe, right? Everything's good. But it turns out not quite in good horror movie fashion. Just when you think you're safe, you're not really that safe. All the other ghosts start coming around and they're surrounding him and he's basically done for. Yeah. That was, like you said, good horror movie fashion. You think we're going to get a happy ending, and then nope. Sean's fucked. Movie's over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another, another not happy ending. Amazing movie. Amazing movie is right. We never even talked about the quote of the movie. Oh, the quote of the movie. I love this quote. Did you have and a shirt made with this on it? I did have a shirt made with this. I'm going to paint a little story here. So my girlfriend and I, we watched the movie, and... She laughed her ass off when she heard garlic is bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we, we didn't really tell the audience here that Sean brought like a survival kit with him of garlic, holy water and what a dagger. Yeah, it was some sort of dagger or a needle or something he brought with him. But well, yeah, he, found, he... he found a heroin needle on oh, the ground the... in the house from like a squatters homeless people mm-hmm. so he ta- he ta- he takes the heroin needle and he puts it in holy water he fills oh, the, the needle with holy water yep and which he does use later on one of the ghosts and of course like when he used that needle on the ghost the ghost died basically it just wasn't moving anymore and he's like that's what you get with holy water and the ghost explodes giving him a nice little ghost facial if you will he had a whole bunch of those like blood facials that's like- fucking gross too yeah, because it basically like went in his mouth and everything, and yeah. like it was it was like uh, pea soup consistency. Oh god, yeah, it was like pea soup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so yeah, okay, so he made like um yeah he made that needle with like holy water and yeah he had a few things at his disposal at least, but they weren't like all that great. Oh god, the timer's already up now. Really, we ran out of time. Yeah, but I think we're going to keep talking about it. We've been having some like weird little issues tonight with this recording. They can't tell, but we sure can. But we're going to continue. Fuck it. Because we yeah. haven't even gotten to like the other parts. Can't even we, tell you guys how many times we've restarted this thing. Yeah, it's like it just ke- keeps happening. I don't know. Because fucking Steve uses AOL. Yeah, I'm using freaking dial-up at the moment. I got to figure out my internet situation, but that's a whole different story. That's a whole different podcast that no one wants to listen to. Unless someone's like, I want to hear Steve's struggles with the internet. That's for the Patreon. Oh, that's right. That's for the Patreon. We should start a Patreon. We'll have these random little 30 screens or less episodes with bloopers and everything. And they can hear the lunacy that we dealt with trying to get this recorded. Tenth episode went so smooth. Oh, so smooth. Smooth like butter. But back to the garlic is bullshit. So 
my girlfriend and I watched the movie. Christmas time is coming. I want to make something, you know, or do something nice. And I'm like, I know she laughed her ass off that quote. And after the quote happened, she was going online to see if there was merch available. So I went on to my own little uh, merch store that I use for my streaming. I made a shirt that says garlic is bullshit on it. It has like a big garlic in the middle. And, you know, I gave that to her. Joseph actually saw this shirt and said, this is the best thing he's seen since the movie has come out. Obviously, that was something really awesome to hear because not only did he appreciate the shirt and my girlfriend showing him like what she got, but it shows that he like, he's good with interacting with his fans and he's appreciative. He sees things like that and he recognizes, oh, that's a great thing. But that, in my opinion, is the quote of the movie. Garlic is bullshit when he's trying to use garlic to fight off a ghost. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty pretty classic. So he makes a, basically a spear with a knife on the end of it and he rubs the knife on the garlic thinking that he's going to stab this Mildred character and <laughs> with a knife covered in garlic, which doesn't work. Nope, of course and, not. And then later he throws a whole clove of garlic at her. <laughs> that doesn't work either. And that's when he says garlic is bullshit. And it was yeah. hilarious. Oh, fucking hilarious. Hilarious. I highly recommend this movie. It's so funny. It's gory, but it's not like over the top gory. It's some good gore to it though, but it's a good blend of comedy and horror. And with that in mind, Corey, what would you give this for a score? I, I thought about this for a little while, and I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a five. I love this movie. Five stars. It was perfect. I have nothing to complain about. I thought it was very original. Comedy aspects of it were fitting. Lots of callbacks to Evil Dead. You can tell that he was influenced heavily by Evil Dead franchise. It was super cheesy, and we never even really talked about the score. Sean made a mixtape of his own music that he was literally playing on a Walkman this whole movie. And so, yes, great score. And I really like that it really only focuses on two characters for the most part until he, towards the end of the movie when there's a few different ghosts in the house. But it's mostly just Sean and Mildred slash Chrissy. Yeah, it's an easy cast. Only a few people. I guess you could consider it a found footage film because at the end, obviously, he's surrounded by the ghosts and that's all you see from that. So I'm sure later on the footage is found, whatever. So if we're going to lump this into a found footage genre, I would say it's one of the better found footage films that I've seen. And you know what, Corey? I've thought about it as well. I was teetering on like a four, four and a half, like all this. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to give it a five as well. Hell yeah. Let's Perfect. do it. You know what? We get, we've given, this is our third five, five star movie in our opinion, because this movie, it goes above and beyond with entertaining. And that's the whole premise of this movie is a social media influencer who's trying to entertain his audience. And for damn sure he entertained us watching it. I still laugh my ass off watching it a second time around. Yeah. I watched it today for my second time. So I'd be fresh for this podcast here. And yeah, I was, I was laughing the whole time. It was, it was so good. He did a really good job for, I, I'm sure the budget for this movie wasn't high at all. And they definitely did a good job with whatever they had. Yep. And you know what? I can appreciate that. Um, there's some movie directors out there that literally have like a shoestring budget, basically nothing. And, you know, they can take nothing and turn it into something amazing. And I think that's what Joseph Winter did here. He took a good idea for a film. And probably just small budget. I'm going to go out there and say maybe 100000 at most. And turned it into a pretty great movie. Yeah, I can't find anywhere. But 
on online here that says what the budget was of it. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, I think we should maybe hit up Joseph Winter and see if we can get him on maybe a nice little uh, side episode. Maybe we'll just like talk about the movie. I don't know. Maybe we will do a Patreon. Maybe we'll have a watch along with Sean. I'm sorry, not Sean. Joseph. Uh, we'll have a watch along with Joseph and maybe talk about it. You know, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Hopefully he listens to this. I hope so, too. I think if I tag him, he'll listen and... I'm sure he'll be more than happy with the review that we gave for Deadstream. Five out of five, both of us. It's entertaining in every way. And you know what? You're right on the Evil Dead reference. I felt like there was a strong reference to Evil Dead with the mixture of the comedy and horror. And it was like over-the-top comedy horror type deal. And But it was practical effects. It wasn't like anything weird. But then again, Evil Dead's practical effects, they didn't have CGI or anything like that then. So... There was a lot of similarities regarding effects and references, things like that. You know, what's funny too, is I actually just bought a shirt off Fright Racks that has Deadstream, but it's made to look like the cover of the Evil Dead movie. And it's, it's so awesome. So if you haven't checked out Fright Rags, everyone, go check them out. They sell all sorts of cool horror merch. I might have to get that other one there. I like the fourth one they have on their site. All right, which one was that again? Was that the one about him being canceled or let's cancel this bitch? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was another reference in the movie. He's like, Mildred wanted her audience for her writing. And he's like, let's cancel this bitch when he's trying to get rid of Mildred and give her the sacrifice of flesh. So that was his way of canceling. But great movie. And you know what? I do want to reference something real quick because I got this wrong. I didn't buy the shirt. My girlfriend bought me the shirt because of how much she loved this movie. And I love this movie. Corey, you love this movie. More people should love this movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I get a good credit to the right people. I can't say that I bought it. I think I was supposed to pay her, but I didn't. So <laughs> That's okay. So, you pay her in other ways. There's other ways. But with that in mind, everyone, definitely recommend checking out Deadstream. It's exclusive to Shudder. Just go to Shudder.com and sign up. You can even sign up for like a seven-day pass, I believe, for like nothing. It's like what? It's a seven-day free pass. Yeah, try seven days for free, and then it's like $30 for the year. It's nothing. You pay nothing for it, and you get an awesome movie like that. Just I was browsing it today, too. I was surprised they have as much content. To, like, dude, they have a bunch of the Halloween movies on there. I think they've got all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, they just, really? They just got the Chucky series. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I know that like they're owned by AMC Network, so they like AMC obviously has a lot of pull. When it comes to having that kind of stuff available. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just looked that up and just found that myself. So, well, that's what Wikipedia says. And you know how true Wikipedia is. Yeah, it's on the internet. It's true. Of course. Of course. But yeah, go to Shutter.com. Just buy it. 30 bucks a year. It's like nothing. But yeah, highly recommend checking it out. All right. So with that in mind, everyone, be sure to like, follow, subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, I've been adding a lot of our podcasts episodes on our youtube so if you don't listen to any of our episodes on amazon spotify apple Podcasts, whatever but and you prefer youtube just go there also we are part of the shining wizards network shiningwizardsnetwork.com definitely check them out for a whole list of different podcasts available some wrestling base ours is up there but they have a whole bunch of different programs they got something for everyone on there also, be sure to visit 30screensorless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with these lunacy episodes, like what you're seeing now or hearing now. And 
If there's anything you want us to review, be sure to send us an email to 30screamsoless at gmail.com or you can hit us up on social media, you know, slide in our DMs, all that good stuff. Uh, we're pretty active on there. I know Corey's on Twitter all the time, you know, talking it up with everyone. So um, everyone, feel free to DM Corey, you know, hit him up and be like, what are you up to today? And he's going to be like, fuck off. Accurate. Don't, <laughs> don't hit me. <laughs> now no one's going to want to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, no. No, he, he's good, people. Don't worry. You can hit him up. He'll <sighs> say hello when he's got a second. But all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Screams or Less. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And we'll see you all next time. So, everyone, the, the movie we're going to be reviewing today is Deadstream. It's a uh, scene. Everyone, the movie we're going to be watching today. Oh, fucking balls, dude. That's going in the uh, outtakes for sure. Add it. Add it.